this holiday season. Prepare to have the stuffing scared out of you. Thanksgiving. In the town of Plymouth, Massachusetts, the fourth Thursday in November is the most celebrated day of the year. The table is set. The festivities have begun. What an uninvited guest has arrived. I used to love this town. Until what happened that night. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving, and I'm tired of pretending like everything is normal when it's not. I need things to go back to normal, too. Show some enthusiasm. Thanksgiving is an institution here. turning it into a sick holiday game. This is weird. We're all tagged and our names are at the table. But why us? Hey guys, and welcome back to another Schlock and Awe Quickie Review. As always, I'm Lindsay Wilkins. And this time around, we will be covering Eli Roth's new movie, Thanksgiving. Out in theaters everywhere, uh, distributed in Australia by Sony. Thank you for letting me go see the movie. And just in time for a holiday that no one in Australia uh, really celebrates. But I do know that Americans, for some reason, insist on eating turkey and yams. And that is not cranberry sauce, because that is how you're meant to say cranberry sauce when you're talking about horror and Thanksgiving. I, for some reason, feel like I need to call Beards so I can do his Louise Lesser impression. Anyway, this is out in theaters. I got the chance to go see it, so we're going to review it. Uh, if you know anything about the history of this movie, you know it started off as a fake trailer from the movie Grindhouse from 2007, which was two movies put together kind of like a Grindhouse by uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino, Planet Terror and Death Proof. They had, of course, the um, aforementioned Thanksgiving trailer. They also had uh, Robert Rodriguez's Machete, which he made into Machete, and then Machete Kills. You also had female, the female werewolves of the SS, which was Rob Zombie's effort, and Edgar Wright's Don't, which is my favorite of them. But if they ever do release Don't and female werewolves of the SS, you know I'm going to go see them. Like, it's just not a question. I uh, did not see Grindhouse in theater originally, but I will <laughs> go see the rest of these movies. Or Machete, actually. Actually, I still need to see Machete Kills. Anyway, beside the point. So this kind of feels like a very slow rollout of these movies, which I think is just more of a de development thing when the guys can get the funding, whether they even want to make it, make them in the first place. But it does seem like kind of perfect timing that Eli Roth makes Thanksgiving, uh, which stars Patrick Dempsey, McDreamy, and also Hottest Man of 2023. Suits Rick Hoffman, uh, Queen Gina Gershon. Uh, it also sells Mel Velikiu, I think is how you pronounce her name, who is essentially our final girl. And you have a whole bunch of other, those are probably the main people. Also, apparently an influencer who I don't know. In fact, I'm not 100% sure what an influencer is. Addison Rae is in this. She doesn't, she's there giggling a lot kind of whatever, but I guess she's in there. As I sort of said before, actually, I have recorded this a few times. I can't, I'm getting confused of what I have said and what I haven't said. But this 
movie, like the original trailer, is very much riffing on a slasher from 1981. Now, a 1981 slasher is a very specific beast. It hadn't quite morphed into what the rest of the 80s would be in terms of the slasher. It is still very much trying to kind of copy what Halloween did in 1978. Um, If you want to sort of branch it out, it could be very much from 1979 to 1981. Uh, Always a mass killer. It's always usually a mystery. Uh, Think the first Friday the 13th. Again, another holiday slasher. We, I mean, who of us don't watch a Friday the 13th movie on Friday the 13th? Uh, Of course, the Halloween, which started it all with Michael Myers. Uh, Prom Night. Um, Actually, there's a movie, Home Sweet Home, which is set on uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Prom Night and uh, Friday the 13th, the ones that can... So many Christmas things. I mean, actually, Black Christmas, perhaps 1974, technically beating it. But Slashes and Holidays... uh, Valentine's Day, actually, that is the one I was thinking of. This movie definitely has a very Valentine's Day vibe considering it starts like a year earlier than a year, well a year later and same with Halloween anyway there's a formula and this movie is definitely riffing on it if you remember the original trailer it is a guy in a turkey suit dancing in a parade and then there's a guy dressed as a pilgrim with an axe and yeah that is kind of what the movie is um every time I walk into an Eli Roth movie a part of me quietly wants to hate it because Elo Roth is the most bro director to ever bro who's trying to act like he's not bro to the point where his movies are the most broest ever. I think his one of the, I think his first movie, Cabin Fever, which is very much that, is that line of, I'm not sure if you're critiquing this because I think you are this. And from stories you've heard about his personality, this kind of lines up especially because the fact one of the one of the main characters is the biggest douche nozzle in the movie and played by Tommaso Cellini, who's actually doing it a bit too well because um, I'm like, why isn't someone killing you yet? Yet you're meant to be on his side for quite a bit of the movie. Though with an 81 slasher, liking characters is kind of beside the point. We're not all John Carpenter who can make you fall in love with PJ Souls, Nancy Loomis, and of course uh, the queen that is Jamie Lee Curtis. So, yeah, so this movie's actually starting on the night of Thanksgiving, the day before Black Friday. And it concerns a riot inside a kind of a big box store, like a Kmart, a big W for Australians, and uh, I guess Walmart is another one I think I can think of. You have uh, Nell, Vela, Q and her friends getting kind of caught in the middle of it, and it, Eli Roth is definitely... Uh, borrowing from some January 6th imagery, especially also how everyone kind of after it can kind of just go back to their lives, even though this is a small town and then just everyone just kind of forgets and wants to move on, except for the guy in the pilgrim costume with the axe, which again is kind of going back to the main plot of a 1981 slasher. What prank but gone wrong? Uh, (laughs) Which again, House on Sorority Lane, I think is a really good example of that. Uh, that might be 1983, but definitely feels like it was a 1981 slasher, except for the really weird, like, LSD thing at the end. But if you know all these movies, then you are going to kind of understand what this movie is doing, essentially. It drops the Jan 6 thing pretty friggin' quickly, 
it to be just a very typical kind of slasher, which I think is its biggest problem because it is never going to beat the first 20 minutes. That first 20 minutes is actually really good. Again, going back to a thing I find really annoying about Eli Roth, because I really want, for some reason, I I shouldn't go against movies. I want to go in and liking them, but for some reason, I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to hate this movie. Then he does something with the violence, and I'm like, that is cool. That That is gnarly. That is interesting. And in terms of how he frames it, what he's doing, it's a gore fest. This movie's mean as all hell. And then I find myself kind of liking it, like Cabin Fever. Actually, the house with the clock and those walls are just delightful, except for the nightmare thing of Jack Black with head on a baby. But that movie is super delightful otherwise. Though I don't think I'll ever like Hostel or Green Inferno, ever. Those are kind of what I think his movies and his personality, from what I've heard, might be. So you've got this movie's kind of got a point of view, which it kind of drops and then it turns into it. But the violence is fun. This movie is incredibly violent and the violence is mean. It is brutal. There's a couple of kills where you kind of feel it in. It, it's not it's it's that. But it is again. Uh, there's again. I keep saying again, it's very 1981 Slasher mask, um, though it does, I will say, actually have a little bit of a 90s vibe to it. I'm This feels like more in the writing of it because it was not written by Roth. It was, I think, Jeff Rendell. He, he did the story with with uh, Eli Roth. Um, but that, because they are just giving away this innocuous mask and everyone's wearing it like in Scream. And you put a parade in any horror movie and I'm going to think, I know what you did last summer. Even though the parade does, my biggest thing with, even though the parade is actually a really what the hell scene, it is very much a, why is there a parade in this movie? Like, what's happening? Oh, wait, because that's the trailer and you need to have the trailer in the movie. Otherwise, what are we doing? Um, Even though I think everyone in that screening I was in, didn't actually have seen the Grindhouse or anything to do with Grindhouse. Um, the very bro screen, actually, I was sitting in front of a 20, well, I assume he's 25. He looked younger, but apparently he was a stockbroker. And I'm like, of course I am. I'm got, sitting at a friggin' Eli Roth screening with a goddamn group of giggly people who belong in this movie. And one of them's a goddamn stockbroker. I think you go to this movie for the kilts and I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with that because that's what the movie is. It's a slasher. There is a kind of catharsis to watching interesting violence on screen. And this is what this is, even though I kind of wish they kind of kept that point of view of a massive riot. These people going back into the community, like nothing happened where people died. It was horrendous. And what are the consequences of that should there be consequences but the movie really doesn't want to go into any of that murky territory it just wants to go into the, the kills and the the one thing i will say the kills gives this movie energy it's i found there's very much about like this what i thought about about source x the kills kind of give it a little bit more energy though i will say tobin bell is excellent and i don't think there's a tobin bell performance in this movie so when there isn't a kill, you kind of feel the energy drain away and all of a sudden there's only so many times you can have characters hiding in corners away from an axe-wielding killer. And then the violence starts again and you're like, oh boy, they just did that on screen. Um, even though the cast has got some really uh, talented, great actors I always like seeing, 
it's a little bit of a mess because no one's playing a not even archetype they're just kind of there I mean Patrick Dempsey's from Maine and what I don't know what he's doing with his Boston accent it's wild because this is, thing is set in Massachusetts or Massachusetts accent I should say everyone's a goddamn red herring to the point where they've got like buzzing things on their head going killer killer though you can kind of tell in the first few minutes who it actually is and the movie doesn't disappoint in that respect but it's very but in saying that it's kind of fun it's kind of one of those things where there's only a certain amount of people in the movie so yeah it's going to be one of those people but I didn't mind that necessarily I just think the script could have been Actually, the script is kind of fine. I just think the performances probably should have been more focused. Same with the editing. It's a very chunky, unwieldy movie. I usually don't mind long movies. Movies need to be how long the story is. But for comedies and slashes, they should be under 90 minutes. That should be, if you're just kind of doing something for one thing, it should be kind of short. And I would say this would benefit from taking 15 minutes. Definitely off. Um... Performances either, none of the performance never went as big as I wanted it because this premise is insane. The kills are insane. What is happening is insane. I kind of wish that it would have reached, reached that 1980s. I'm going Louise Lasser sitting on a, kitch, on a kitchen floor, eating pie, getting drunk, talking to a phone operator and letting her soul out. It never goes that. And I realize Blood Rage is from 1987 that thing was filmed in 1983 and i think it was filmed in 1979 that movie is wild but i think just in terms of a fun slasher where you just go and watch shit happening it's actually a pretty good time it's definitely not the worst movie i've seen a horror movie i've seen this yet and it's definitely well actually i kind of liked it. i gave it three and a half stars on on letterbox so I definitely kind of liked it. And everyone seemed to have a good time. Would it have been great to kind of give it that kind of point of view, like Scream hat, that's really looking at something and trying to dig into that with the metaphor of what is happening. It doesn't, it gives you other things to kind of think as Eli Roth is that kind of director. He's not, I don't think he's particularly interested in why people do what they do. He's more interested in the effect he can get on screen. We should. I like holiday themed slasher movies. They're dumb. They give me kind of what I want out of that specific thing. And I don't think it's the worst way to spend your Thanksgiving. Watching a dude. I mean, there are so many Thanksgiving kind of murder puns. It's like Black Xmas. Actually, no, nothing's like Black Xmas. Black Xmas is its own special wild. What the hell am I watching? Because that movie does not stop. Uh, that is just balls to the wall. Go see it if you like slashes. If you don't like slashes, this movie, it really isn't going to change your mind. I think it's fine. I would probably watch it again, even though the back of my brain, I'm like, you should probably not liking Eli Roth. This movie, he, there's a meanness and a nastiness to it and it's bones. But it's a kind of pilgrim with an axe. That is my review of, of Thanksgiving. Yeah, you can find us on all the pods. Follow me on Shock and All One and Reading Geek on all the socials. And we will be back with a another cookie review. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. <laughs>